The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio, folks. So glad that you could join us today. And uh, we have a really fun guest. You know, I am the luckiest person in the world. I love my job. As many of you know, I'm the founder of the Go Green Initiative, which is the largest environmental education program in the world. And that sounds hyperbolic, but it is not. Um, We are now in all 50 states in the U.S., and we're in 36 countries around the world. And I get the chance to meet with schools from preschool through university who are doing great things to go green. And not too long ago, I guess it was at the beginning of April this month, um, I got to visit Montana State University, and there I met with some students who just blew my mind. They are such leaders, and they have begun a new program at Montana State University called their Sustainability Center, and I am really excited to have with us Beth Schmiesing. She is only a sophomore. University, but she is the president of an organization called NICO, which is the Network of Environment and Conscious Organizations. She is just a rock star of Going Green, and I am so excited to have her on the show. Beth, welcome to Go Green Radio. Thanks, Jill. Well, it's so cool to have you on because when I barged into your office back in uh, the beginning of the month, it was actually because I was visiting the campus with my daughter, who has since to become a University Bobcat as the fall, so be a, a starting there as a freshman. But I found the sustainability center because I was just meandering through the student union with my daughter, and I happened to come upon your office. And I, I sent you guys an email saying, "Hey, can I come by and talk with you?" And you guys were so welcoming; it was so fun. Um, well, I want to talk about what your sustainability center is and how it all began. Uh, you told me when I talked to you guys in the office that it really started with the desire to have recycling in all of the dorms. Um, and so there's a lot of topics that fall under the term sustainability, but why do you think, Beth, that recycling was the first sustainability project that kind of united your campus? I think that recycling being like the hot topic and we wanted it in the dorms, but we needed somebody to regulate how it was being taken out. We needed somebody to help us figure out how to, to work with our recycler. And we needed all these different entities to come together and help us. But we were student groups. So we couldn't do it all by ourselves. And then we always wanted a sustainability center because it would just be a great thing to have on campus and it would, like help the longevity of our program and the sustainable efforts on campus. So a few people, like the founder of NICO and like Blake Bjornsson, the old president of NICO, uh, got together and they started... Uh, pushing for this student fee that would pay for the recycling uh, or the sustainability center and then the recycling program as well. And so, yeah, we just started working together 
I wasn't too involved at this point, but I was kind of watching it happen, I guess. Uh, right. And they would, they made these really cool campaigns because we're a college campus that said, like, they had two pictures of, like, uh, a big beer, like, I don't know, <laughs> pint. And it was like, hey, buy your campus a beer. And the, the fee is three fifty. So it's like, or buy your campus a glass of soda, you know, and, and that's all it is. And so I think that helped people realize, like, oh, this isn't very much at all, and it raised $72,000 for us to have the center. And then it was passed by our students, and, yeah, we were all just really excited about it. Yeah, and, and we'll talk about the process that you guys went through to actually get this started, but it's got to be pretty exciting to be in at the ground level. I mean, you didn't walk onto a campus that already had a big recycling program going on, and I always feel like, you know, when schools start with recycling, it's one of those things that every single person on campus touches every day. Mm-hmm. You know, if you guys would have started with something like, hey, we need solar panels on the roofs or something like that, that isn't quite as tangible to the student population. You know, they might see the solar panels up on the roof or whatever, but when you're talking about a recycling program, it's material that students are touching every single day, teachers too. And so when you start a recycling program, it immediately becomes part of everybody's daily routine to see and to participate in the recycling program, which I love. I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's really, I think that us starting with recycling is probably just one of the most basic but yet important things to start with. Yeah, we could do a revolving loan fund, but I don't even understand what that means, you know. And I think, that, <laughs> like you said, recycling is tangible and it affects everybody. And right. I think that it's exciting that we have such a good recycling program now because it just puts it out there for people who wouldn't normally recycle, but it's just so easy. And when you have a recycling bin next to a garbage can, it's, you know, people will choose to recycle. And I think that that's really important to just help the awareness. And it's it, it, it makes people understand that sustainability is easy. And it shouldn't be something that's difficult. Uh, yeah, and it's, I don't know, the, the bins are just really great. Well, and I love the way that you guys did this. You know, sometimes campuses feel really daunted by starting a recycling program because they think they've got to have these big, expensive recycling bins. Tell our listeners what your recycling bins, you know, consist of. They're pretty inexpensive. Yeah, they're the Clearstream uh, bags that have this little metal stand. They're very simple. They fold up, and you can put them away really fast. Uh, and it's just a base. And then they have the Clearstream bags, which is these clear plastic bags that sit right in them and then a lid. And they're easy for our employees to take out, and they're just really an efficient recycling bin for our campus. They're very... They're very good for our what we need. Yeah. And, you know, you were able to get a whole bunch of them um, and get them up and out, you know, around the campus really fast because they're not super pricey, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was really struck by, you know, everywhere I looked on campus when I was walking around with my daughter, I saw recycling containers. So you were able to get them up and out pretty quickly. You know, before you had a sustainability center on your campus, there were other environmental organizations. In fact, as I mentioned in the intro, you are the current president of an organization called NICO. Tell us about NICO and the organizations that are part of that network. So NICO is the Network of Environmentally Conscious Organizations, and we were founded a few years ago by two super awesome students, Josh Jane and Matt Smith, who saw that there was a lot of environmental groups on campus 
but they weren't working together. There was like a recycling club and a land resources environmental science club, and I actually don't know what other kind of clubs, but there was a bunch of clubs, and they were all, you know, pushing for the same thing. And so these two founders came together and they said, you know, let's create a group where we can unite all these different groups, and we can just be an entity that people can come to and ask questions and learn and help push forward these sustainable efforts. So NICO was founded. And now we're just doing a lot of really cool things. We Like what? Yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, we have a sustainability curriculum, Director Matt Stern, and he's working on integrating sustainability into all of our courses, into our school, so that when you're a business student, you can understand the aspects of sustainability. That when you're an architecture student, you understand sustainability. That he's just trying to weave it into every single class, into every single major, and just help professors understand why it's important. Mm. We have That's uh, really cool. <laughs> it's the program is just really phenomenal, and he's done so much in the past year. We have a um, we have a solar panel project going on that Blake, the old president, Nico, he's been working pretty hard on this. He is trying to get solar panels on the side of our student union building. Um, I've worked with him a little bit. I've made some drawings because I'm an architecture student, and yeah, he's working with the campus architect to get these solar panels put up on the side of our student union building. I think that would be so smart, Beth, because, you know, for those of you who are thinking Montana State University, it's probably freezing there. The fact is, it is pretty cold, but you guys have a lot of sunshine. I mean, there's it's a very sunny campus, and you're well positioned for solar panels. I think that would be really brilliant. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, at the moment, there's actually a huge blizzard outside. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, That's it's, awesome. That's awesome. Now, how does NICO interface with your student senate? It seems like, from what I gathered in the short time that I was on campus, that you have a pretty active uh, body of elected officials, your student senate. What kind of relationship do the environmental organizations on campus have with those student elected officials? So, yeah, we have a pretty close bond with the senate. We present a lot to them. Um, right now, we have... Matt Smith, Shelby Regola, Casey Wells, a few other people that are all on Senate that support sustainability. We have Shelby is my vice president. Um, Matt's one of the founders of NICO. And Blake Bjornson, the, pre- the past president of NICO, he was um, on Senate as well. We have a lot of support within Senate. And it's just our different entities and different people in NICO that want to be involved, that want to see things happen. And so they're taking the measures that are needed. They're getting on Senate. They're getting in different, getting their foot in the door in different places on campus. And I think the rest of the Senate really supports us too. I think that's great. Now, what about how how do you interface with the university, their staff, and the facilities managers? Um, talk about your relationship with with those folks. So I I personally my I'm new to the presidency. I've only been in for two months, but I've I've noticed and haven't ever really experienced it, but when Nico came together, we became that group that people knew how to go to turn to us. There wasn't any confusion as to who was um, emphasizing recycling. There wasn't any confusion as to like who was screening this film. It was just Nico. Um, now we have the Sustainability Center too, which are two different entities, but they still work pretty closely, so it doesn't matter. But um, the I think facilities and the university just started acknowledging who is pushing forward these sustainable efforts. And mm-hmm. Nico just 
became the name that they would go to. So we would, like, we'll get emails from people just, you know, commending us or um, asking us to, like, what what to do now. And, yeah, it's really cool. That's great. That's great. Because sometimes, you know, I've seen college campuses where the kids who are really you know, into, and I shouldn't say kids, I should say students, because you guys are young adults, but, you know, where you guys, the the students are very, very into creating a sustainable uh, learning environment, but there's sometimes resistance from university staff. So I think it's terrific that you guys have a close working relationship. You know, this I know that uh, based on what you guys were telling me when I met with you earlier in the month, the Sustainability Center has also had to interface with the town of Bozeman and a local waste hauler in order to institute your recycling program. Mm-hmm. Tell our listeners about how you've established those connections and how you work with them to maximize the opportunities to recycle on campus. So the relationship that we have with Dave Levert, he's our recycler. He hauls everything out to Four Corners, which is nine miles out of town. Um, that's where mm-hmm. his, his facilities are. He had created a relationship with the facilities first, and he had gotten some of his big roll-off bins to be put in our parking lot um, just to make recycling available to people around campus. There wasn't any bins in the dorms. There wasn't any bins on campus yet. He just wanted to put it out there for us. So facilities let him do that. It was all in his own, his his pocket. You know, he was paying for it to bring it out here to haul it back. And then we started just talking with him about getting recycling bins on campus. And mm-hmm. So it was the founders of Nico that were doing this, and they started developing a relationship with him, and they they sat down, and Dave was super open to the ideas of having recycling bins. He he loved it. And so out of pocket, he paid for our recycling bins right away on the trial period, and then he paid for a developer. I don't know if that's the right word or not, but some woman who came in, and she helped create a plan and decide where the bins would be best fit to go, and she helped us do all these things when we were working with students and yeah so Dave just he was in full support and he knew that it was going to help him along you know along the line with having bins on campus so he just started working and we just started implementing these bins so that when the fee was being voted on people could actually Uh see what they were voting for which I think helped a lot terrific and and I want to commend you Beth and and the rest of the students who've been involved with this, because some of the relationships and some of the connections that you've made outside of the student body are really sophisticated. I mean, you really are developing some some very adult-like, you know, collaborations, and there are a lot of adults who don't know how to do that. So I have to commend the students who've been involved in that that sort of leadership. Well, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more Go Green Radio right after this. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? 
Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Haiti has been hit hard by a deadly earthquake. Destruction is everywhere. Tens of thousands are feared dead and hundreds of thousands are homeless without food, water, and basic necessities. Save the Children is on the scene, but your support is urgently needed to help us save lives. Please give as much as you can now. Call 1-800-SAVE-THE-CHILDREN or go online at savethechildren.org. You can even donate $10 right now by texting the word SAVE from your cell phone to 20222. Please give now. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could join us. And Beth, I just realized something. You are our first college student to be on Go Green Radio. We've been on the air for about two years now, and this is the first time that we have actually had a college student on. So congratulations on that one. Um, We are talking to Beth Schmiesing. She is the president of an organization called the um, Network of Environmentally Conscious Organizations at Montana State University. The Bobcats of Montana State University are really quite the green leaders, and we are talking to her today about a brand-new program, just a little bit over a year old, uh, called the Sustainability Center that the students of Montana State uh, University actually voted for. They paid for it. It's completely student-led and student-run. I'm really excited to have Beth on. So, Beth, when I visited MSU with my daughter earlier this month, I picked up a copy of the campus newspaper, and it was dated April 1st. And uh, after spending most of the last decade of my life ensuring that my children's schools were all green, every single school that my kids have gone to uh, was a green campus, 
Um, I read the newspaper, and I almost wouldn't let my daughter even consider going to MSU because I saw the cover story called Anti-Sustainability Faction Emerges in the Student Senate, and the article talked about a growing number of students who oppose all attempts at greening the MSU campus, and I was just so shocked and offended that I almost went to the president of the university's office and said, how can you allow this to go on? And then my very wise 18-year-old said, lighten up, Mom, it's an April Fool's joke. And, of course, she was right, and I was embarrassed. But talk to us about this article in the paper and some other articles that you've had written on sustainability in your school's newspaper. Uh, this particular article, it was really funny. <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> now that I know that it's a joke, it was funny, but tell <laughs> us about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was very funny. We... I think the funniest part about it was the picture that went with the article, which was our friend Zach Rola, who was wearing a banana costume in front of our student <laughs> senate. And I was looking at it earlier today, and he has this big beard that's coming out of the banana costume and his bulging, like, arm muscles. And he's just been really pushing composting, too, and all on campus. And, yeah, it was that was a great picture. Uh, the article was it, – it was it brought some, like – comic relief to the sustainable efforts, I think, because we had an article come out in January. It was the Centerfold. It was a really cool article that talked about the the anniversary. So we had, like, our one year with the sustainability has been around for one year. And it was this article that talked about, you know, how we came about um, the student-driven efforts, how we compared to the University of Montana, uh, and some, a bunch of other things. It gave us great publicity. It talked about the different things, um, how the Sustainability Center works with NICO. Uh, it was a really great article. And then in the next newspaper, we had an opinion piece written about us, and it was um, a boy on our campus, and he opposed the sustainable efforts, and he made this, you know, it was a very opinionated paper, or a very opinionated article, and, you know, he was talking about it, and he opposed even the student senate, and um, it was it was kind of just disheartening. And then the next mm-hmm. the next week, we had another, the founder of NICO, um, he wrote in, and he was like, it was very funny. He he just wrote back in a very polite way. And, um, you know, he's like, you should probably not tell anybody, but your position is paid for by the student senate. And that was pretty funny. And then it kind of, you know, <laughs> went on, on. It just went away. So the issue was there's no more opinion pieces written. And then in our April Fools, there was this, like, ridiculous article about how we hate sustainability, but we really, we like it. We're excited about it. <laughs> Yeah, the article talked about how, you know, they were actually going to have a a counter-Earth Day protest and, you know, how students on campus, you know, that was like the last thing on their mind. What what would we care about, you know, saving energy, saving water, all that stuff? And uh, I should have known better. I needed to lighten up, but... um, but, it, you know, it really did get my attention. I'm sure it got the attention of a lot of other students, and it raised some, some really good points about what students actually feel. It was very tongue-in-cheek, so that yeah. was pretty funny. I think it was now, a really cool article, too, because, you know, like it's our student newspaper, and not we're an ag school, we're an agricultural school. Not everybody at our, on our campus is inclined to sustainability. It's that kind of hot word that com- sometimes comes with a negative connotation to different people, right? And Right. I think that the article was kind of beneficial in the sense that it made it seem ridiculous to oppose sustainability. So, <laughs> like, I don't know if people that necessarily didn't have a 
hurrah feeling about sustainability, they could kind of be like, yeah, fine, somebody's protesting it, you know, and they'd read the article and then be like, oh, now I feel silly for opposing sustainability because this article was dumb, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was ludicrous. And But the thing that's cool about it is that um, it, you know, it was a joke, it was very tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, it showed that from a very common sense perspective, I mean, put all of the hyper political stuff about climate change aside, that it makes perfect sense, you know, to be uh, concerned about conserving natural resources and, you know, saving money by, you know, using less utilities and less water. And I mean, it made it really, really common sense. And that's what I like about your whole approach. I mean, MSU is not Berkeley. I live, you know, 25 minutes from UC Berkeley, which, you know, I mean, there's something at least weekly to protest. I mean, just a very different complexion to that student body. God love them. But, you know, you guys... Are, are a little bit more reflective of a mainstream approach to sustainability. And I think that is a really um, sustainable viewpoint in and of itself. I mean, how do you feel like your approach plays with everyday students at MSU? I think that our approach, like you said, plays with our everyday students because we try to be tangible because we are students of different areas of study and we are students of different areas of enjoyment. We like different things. And I think that even for myself personally, I want to see these efforts being tangible for my friends, for my people in the School of Architecture. And so I think that all of us kind of have the same feeling. And so we're trying to make it so that it's not only approachable for the dirty hippies on our campus, so that everybody that lives here can be aware and uh, yeah, awareness is just a beautiful thing. I walk around my campus and I can see two different mountain ranges and I see snow-covered mountains a lot of the time of the year. Or like today I'll walk around and there'll be beautiful flurries of snow just falling down like I'm in a snow globe. And I think that's probably our biggest contributor to the the awareness and to the, the want of a, a clean world because we see the beauty around us all the time. You really do. I mean, I didn't know. I know you guys are near uh, the ski resort called Big Sky. I didn't know what a Big Sky was until I visited MSU's yeah. campus. I mean, that it's just breathtaking. It's just breathtaking. You know, yeah. while we're talking about you know, the newspaper articles that you guys had and um, and media and communication in general, what are your plans for? establishing more and more communications, you know, with the students and around the students and basically creating a communication network. What do you hope to do? Well, so what we've started doing, uh, I think uh, before I talk about what we're doing, it's also valuable to note what our community is like in Bozeman as well because we are a small town. We're a small mountainy town. We have three areas close by. We're, you know, very into staying home and having fun. And I think that that attitude in our community kind of trickles into the campus as well. And so our campus is kind of smaller. There, it's 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 a big campus, but it's also still pretty easy to get get out to our student body. Um, some of the things that we've been doing on media hasn't necessarily been. We have a Facebook page. We have a website. Um, they're not frequented very much, but they're still a great source. I put links up there a lot. Um, we've been doing. We've had the exponent um, our student newspaper articles, and then. Recently, we made some bumper stickers that say sustainability now, a huge exclamation point in our logo. 
and I think we put we put our name out there a lot. We have a a sandwich board that's on our mall all the time. Um, we made some beer koozies because we're a college campus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> la la la! I'm not listening. I'm putting a child there next year. <laughs> la la la! <laughs> but yes, yeah, and they have our logo on them. They say, um, you know, just support the environment, and they're they're really cool. They're made out of recycled materials. Um, and we just we do things like that. We have our hand in a lot of different groups. We co-sponsor a lot of different things. And so I think that you really can't have a week on campus without seeing Nico's name somewhere. And if you're aware, you see it everywhere. And, yeah, we're just – I think we don't really have the whole, like, publicize, 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 um, come be an environmental person, do this, do that. But we're more of the, hey, these are the things that we support. If you support them too – like, hang out with us. Even if you don't support it, we still will like you. And, you know, I think it's just the, we're a happy group. We're we're stoked on sustainability. If you're not stoked on sustainability, then, oh, well, but I still want to be your friend. Like, we can go right. together still, you know. Well, and you said something really interesting when I met with you guys while I was on campus. You said, you know, I think that once people become aware and in a, in a non-threatening way, it's aware of what we're really talking about. And that's, you know, conserving natural resources, not wasting things that we don't have to. It's a simple message. Once people are aware of that, they can get on board. You know, it's, it's, people will make their own choices and, and you feel like, and I agree with you, that people will choose the right thing if it's not a big in-your-face message. And I think that you guys have a really unique approach to this, and I like it a lot. I think it's going to be ultimately very, very successful. I know that recycling is not the only thing that you guys are working on at the Sustainability Center. Um, one of your colleagues mentioned a campaign called Take Back the Tap. Mm-hmm. Um, in the minute before we go to commercial, tell us briefly what that program is all about. The Take Back the Tap is an effort that, wasn't actually started by our office, which was cool. It was started by University Food Service or something like that. I don't know, but it wasn't started by us. I forget who it was started by. I apologize. Um, but it's all about lowering how much bottled water usage, usage happens on campus and drawing awareness that we have delicious tap water. I mean, like, we're nestled in the mountains. Of course, our tap water tastes pretty good, you know. And mm-hmm. even for you city folk, like, I'm sure your water tastes grand, too, you know. Um, <laughs> it's great. I mean, I, I'm a big tap fan, so yeah. I like that. You guys are focusing on uh, reducing that bottled water usage. That's important. It's actually something that we'll be talking about more on Go Green Radio in the coming weeks. So, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but we will be right back. Actually, in the beginning of the next segment, we're going to run a little news clip from our green teen news journalist down in L.A. Uh, for Global Broadcast for Kids. So that will be coming up at the top of the next segment. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more Go Green Radio. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio, everyone. We are so excited that you could join us. We've been talking with Beth Schmeising. She is the president of the Network of Environmentally Conscious Organizations at Montana State University. We're going to keep talking to her in just a few moments, but we are going to play our uh, clip of green news every week. This is a brand-new feature on Go Green Radio. We are going to have green news from our favorite green teen journalists down in L.A. They work for Global Broadcast for Kids, and they are going to be providing us with updates on what's going on in the world of green. So, uh, Michael, if you would, go ahead and roll that clip for us. GlobalBroadcastForKids.com presents GBK Green News in association with the Go Green Initiative, from one kid to another. Hey, it's Elijah. And Marley. With GBK's Green News in association with the Go Green Initiative on Go Green Radio. And we're going to get started. Survey says America's abandoned large furniture when moving. Grandma sleeper sofa, just too heavy. A new survey reports that millions of Americans have already or plan to leave big furniture when moving. And that means plenty of stuff headed to the landfills. So a lot of people are leaving the old couch behind. Well, so what? The Go Green Initiative says AmericanListed.com is doing something about this couch abandonment. Moving can be a hectic time, but people need to realize that the furniture they abandon adds up and hurts our environment, said Tom Wessling, president of AmericanListed.com. This Earth Day, we want to remind people that there are easy ways to recycle furniture, such as posting a couch on AmericanListed.com so that the item can be reused. The person moving can even put a little money in their pocket towards expenses while taking an item out of a landfill and doing some environmental good. Reusing useful items is better than recycling. 
Getting the full life out of any item ensures that all the energy and resources that went into making it are not lost. Plus, keeping things out of the landfill is a huge benefit in every community. Building new landfills is really expensive for taxpayers, so if we can make our landfills last as long as possible by keeping stuff out of them, the whole community saves money. Great idea, AmericanListed.com. So, Starbucks coffee, we're on to them now. Starbucks, they want to make sure that all of its cups are reusable and recyclable by 2015, but they encountered several setbacks in this area in 2009. And now, the company is working with many groups in an effort to advance the cup recycling. While we were faced with tough economic conditions last year, but we remained committed to the recycling practices that have defined our company since it was started, said Ben Packard, Starbucks Vice President of Global Responsibility. Well, so what? So what? The Go Green Initiative says big companies like Starbucks have to create recycling partnerships in every town they have stores in. So just because a Starbucks in one city might be able to recycle all their cups doesn't mean that the Starbucks in your town can get the same services from your local waste management. We can all help Starbucks reach their goals by supporting recycling programs in our towns to include recycling for businesses and not just for homes. Thank you, Starbucks, for staying on the course on your recycling goals even when it was tough. Great job. Seattle residents increased food waste composting by 47%. In 2009, city residents sent 89,000 tons of organics and food waste into the city composting program instead of the landfills. That's an increase of 47% over the previous year. The city began offering weekly collections of organic waste to help reduce organics in in its landfill. In 2008, the city estimated food waste comprised 20% of the waste stream going to landfills. Well, so what? So what? The Go Green Initiative says, ever wonder why landfills are so smelly and gross? Well, it's because food waste and other organics are mixed in with other trash. And when they start to rot and decompose, they are super stinky. In addition to the smell, that rotting process causes a release of methane gas, which is a greenhouse gas that is 21 times more potent than carbon. When communities do a great job of food waste composting, they are doing three great things. One, they are keeping stuff out of their landfill, which means the landfill will last longer and taxpayers won't have to build a new one. Two, they are gathering food waste that can be turned into compost, which is a great fertilizer for local landscaping projects. And three, they will reduce the amount of methane that comes out of their landfill, which reduces their community's greenhouse gas emissions. Awesome. Pennsylvania Waste Authority gets funding for CNG vehicles and stations. By the way, CNG means compressed natural gas. A solid waste authority, that's the people that come by and pick up your garbage. In Pennsylvania, they're getting money for four natural gas-powered garbage trucks and a CNG refueling station. Well, so what? So what? The Go Green Initiative says compressed natural gas is an awesome alternative to gasoline or diesel-powered trucks. Trucks that are fueled by CNG have clean emissions, which means that when those garbage trucks are driving down our streets, they won't be polluting. And there is also another plus. America has lots of natural gas right here at home. By the way, it's the same gas we use to cook our food, heat our water, and in some areas, heat our homes. And don't have to import it. So the bottom line is that this is a great move to both reduce air pollution and reduce our nation's dependence on oil. Now for some Go Green Initiative updates. New businesses that have just joined the Go Green Initiative. Mo in Go Green Gilbert, Arizona and Techno Oxford, Georgia. New schools that have just joined the Go Green Initiative. 
Wesley Methodist School, Providence, Providence Solace, Turks and Caicos Islands, Manchester Shortsville Central School, Shortsville, New York, Annistown Elementary PTA, Snellville, Georgia, and Glenwood School, West Plains, Missouri. This is Elijah and Marley signing off with GBK's Green News in association with the Go Green Initiative on Go Green Radio. So remember to recycle. Take two minutes less in the shower. And just do one thing a day to help the environment. Goodbye, guys. Bye. See you later. GBK Green News. Copyright 2010. Global Broadcast for Kids.com. All righty. I love those kids. Those are two of my favorite kiddos in the world besides my own. Marley and Elijah are brother and sister down in L.A., and they are working with a good friend of mine who is an actor, a director, producer, Scott McGinnis, and you can check out their website by going to Global Broadcast, the number four, kids.com. They are awesome. And they've even been putting up some video green news Casts on YouTube, so you can check that out. If you go to the Go Green Initiative home site, which is gogreeninitiative.org, and click on our YouTube button in the upper left-hand corner of the home page, you can check out some of their videos that we have favorited on our YouTube channel. Well, we are back with Beth Schmiesing. She is the president of NICO at the Montana State University. She's been instrumental in helping to create a sustainability center on their campus. Beth, one of the things that really surprised me when I met with you and two of your coworkers in the sustainability center was that none of you are environmental science majors. You study architecture. Uh, another one of your colleagues studies mechanical engineering, and yet another one that I talked to studies film. And I think that's a very cool, very 21st century group of students from a variety of fields of study. And it's cool that you've all found a common interest in environmental protection. What do you think the advantages are of having students from different majors and fields of study working together in the sustainability center? I think that it's a beautiful relationship that we have because we, I want to be an architect. I love buildings. I love the ideas of um, empowering people via architecture, educating them via architecture. Uh, Colleen has this beautiful concept of what she wants to do and she graduates. She's a film student. Um, Sean's just going to do super rad things with mechanical engineering. And it, I just, I think that we are powerful as in, like when we work together because we are so diverse because, uh, let me, let me think about this. <laughs> well, I think, you know, when I was talking to you guys and listening to what brought you each to the table, it, it reflected what I think the 21st century environmental movement is. I mean, it used to be like when I was a kid, and I mean a, a little child back in the 70s. I mean, I'm old, but not that old. But I remember that the environmental movement then um, was very homogenous. I mean, there was a certain look, a certain feel, even a certain smell that came with environmentalists who, you know, they were all sort of Mother Earth and... Uh, nature. And now a lot of people have joined the environmental movement from a position of this is good for business. This is good for my kids. Um, there's an economic savings. I mean, there's just so many different people who now make up the environmental movement. And what's really cool is that I see that reflected in the faces that were in the sustainability center at MSU. I mean, what's your feeling on that? I think, yeah, we, my feeling is that we're all we're all passionate about the environment, and 
we all have our specific areas of study that we love, but we also are very passionate about sustainable efforts and about making a clean environment for our children. And I think that has just brought us together. And I think that it's powerful that we're all from such diverse backgrounds because we can do so many different things. We can reach so many different people just by going to our classes and talking to them versus if we were all in an environmental major, we went to our um, energy and sustainability class and we're just like, hey, you guys, like, let's go talk to each other about sustainable efforts and, you know, let's continue them together. But really, we can empower the student body by our diversity. Yeah, I mean, you can talk to your own peer groups and your own stakeholder groups about, you know, well, what in the world does sustainability have to do with architecture? Or what does sustainability have to do with mechanical engineering? And I ask you guys those questions, and each one of you had a really cool answer. And I think the bottom line is, it just goes to show that sustainability touches every single person, regardless of the kind of job you choose, regardless of where you live. Um, environmental issues and environmental protection is important to each one of us. I think, well, folks, yeah. we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with uh, Beth Schmiesing, and we'll be talking more about this really cool, revolutionary new concept at the Montana State University campus called their Sustainability Center. So don't go away. We'll be right back with more Go Green Radio. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. The Interstate Sportsman Talk radio show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news. Talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk Friday mornings at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 Eastern, for the Interstate Sportsman on the Voice America channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. We're so glad that you joined us today. I'd like to give a special shout-out to all the folks who are listening to us who are fans on our Facebook page. 
If you go to www.gogreeninitiative.org, um, up in the upper left-hand corner of our website, which, by the way, is under revision. So, yes, I know there are some links broken, but in about a month, we are going to have a brand new website. It's going to be so, so 21st century. It's going to be great. Um, but you can still check out our Facebook icon. Just click on it. Become a fan of the Go Green Face Space. I'd like to give a shout-out to all those folks who are big fans of what we do and listening to Go Green Radio today. Thanks, guys, for your support and all the great comments that you share on our Facebook page. I'd also like to let you know that if you have missed part of the broadcast or you want to hear it again or you think that some of your friends or colleagues ought to check out this episode, don't worry because we are syndicated on the Green Talk Network and we replay this show every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 o'clock on the East Coast, and whatever time for you folks in between, Mountain Time, Central Time, you can figure it out and do the math. But there we are on the Green Talk Network. You can find that network by going to voiceamerica.com and clicking on the Green Talk Network button. So don't hesitate to listen to us again or download the podcast so you can share it with your friends. Well, we are back with Beth Schmeising. She is awesome. She really, really is doing a great job at Montana State University. She and her colleagues, her fellow students, have started the Sustainability Center there. She's getting in at ground zero with all of this green stuff that's going on to make the Montana State University campus super green, and I am very excited to talk with her. Beth, you are just a sophomore, so you've still got a few years left on campus. Um, what are the top three things that you hope to accomplish in that amount of time? I think I've already accomplished three things that I'm very proud of, but I'm greedy, so I can go for three more. I hope to accomplish <laughs> 12 more if I could. Um, <laughs> some of the things that I think uh, our campus would benefit from is collaboration between the different entities, so collaboration between facilities and the school of, or the College of Engineering and the School of Architecture and the School of Business, having all of our different colleges and schools on the campus come together and really push sustainable efforts. I want to see we we have a like our colleges we have we're a college we have all these different entities that are experts in what they study. We have these different groups who can accomplish so much. So if we want solar panels, I think it's important for us to ask the School of Engineering and to ask the School of Architecture to help us do some renderings and to help us do the math and show why it's beneficial. If we want um, to take back the tap, we can use the School of Business to help us you know, come up with a marketing plan. And I think that it's important for us to collaborate around the board. Um, well, and what you're discussing there, Beth, is basically if you were successful with that, and I think you will be, you would end up graduating students from Montana State University who would be ready day one of their first job after college to integrate sustainability into whatever line of work they go into, which would be a great legacy, a really great legacy. Yeah, it would be. Uh, it, I'm excited. It would be, it'll be great. We had a, a forum that we brought all these different entities together um, last on Earth Day, and I think that it's 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 going to happen. And so I think that's I think that's the biggest thing that I want to see happen in the next few years. Um, another thing that I want to accomplish is just you know in the the little news session from the kids in LA, they're talking about land waste and how it smells. Um, we're working on a composting initiative where we're going to compost all of our waste on campus, and that would be huge. And I I really hope that, that gets finished. I just want to see that happen so badly. Um, it's really close. I think that we're going trailless next year. We're on our we're on our way to getting composting. 
That's fantastic because that is no small thing. I mean, composting on campus, and we've seen it, you know, on elementary school campuses and high school campuses and everything in between, and, and it, it's an awesome project, but it does take a lot of work. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'll be anxious to see how that gets unrolled, but it is such an important means, just like the kids were saying in Green News, to reduce your methane um, emissions for your community, but also that food waste and organic waste is useful. I mean, you can mm-hmm. make great fertilizer from it, so that, that's awesome. You know, Beth, it's entirely possible, and this is always my hope that, you know, thousands and thousands of college students will hear this podcast, even if they're not listening live, and that they will look to you for leadership and they will be excited about what you're doing. And many of them, I feel like, will want to replicate the work that you're doing at Montana State University, but they just won't know where to start. What advice would you give to them? First of all, I have to say that having all these college students hear me is really awesome and my heart's twittering. (laughs) Secondly, uh, the advice that I would give other college students is, you know, if you're passionate about it, just jump on board and ask questions and we're going to school. We have experts all around us. Our professors are very intellectual, and they're always there to help us continue our education. And jump on board, ask them for help, say, hey, I want to gear recycling on my campus. What do you think I should do first? And if they're not helpful, go to somebody else. But don't give up. I think that we have, I have an issue with, if it doesn't happen right now or in the next 15 minutes, I get discouraged. But, <laughs> you know, I shouldn't be. And if you stick with it, it can have beautiful results. Um and also, I'll throw it out there if you have questions, you know, you can contact us. Um, we always are down to help and share our information. Uh, yeah, and I think, you know, empower yourself. Don't wait for somebody else to, you know, you know, light your fire. Light your own fire and just run. Hit, You know, just just start pushing. And that's once awesome. people see your passion, it'll it'll transfer to them. And I think that that's just the coolest thing possible. It's contagious. I mean, you know, once you get something started and there's a real fire in your belly, it's contagious. And and I think that's a great message, Beth. And for those of you who do want to take her up on her offer, check out their Facebook page. I really love it. Um, It's AS for Association of Students, MSU, Sustainability Center. But you can also get to it if you go to their website, which is www.montana.edu slash green. A-S-M-S-U. And um, they, they are just awesome, awesome, like I said, green leaders. Now, um, when we met, you mentioned that NICO is involved in an organization outside your campus called the Montana Environmental Study, uh, Students Alliance. Tell us more about that organization and how do you think that being a part of that will help your efforts on the MSU campus? Um, yeah, so... Quick to clarify the <clears throat> MSU and the NICO. The Facebook page is for ASMSU Sustainability Center. We also have a NICO page. And then we also have a NICO web page, which is bozonico.com, which is just B-O-Z-O-N-E-C-O.com. Um, and yeah. they're two different groups, but we all work together. So if you contact us on either of those, I'll get them. Um, and then the MESA group, our Montana Environmental Students Alliance, is this really, really, really awesome relationship that we've started in Montana. We have MSU has a great sustainable movement. The University of Montana in Missoula has they're super just progressive and they're doing a lot of really cool things. And then we have Carroll College, which is a private school in Helena. We have the different 
um, sects of the Montana schools in different towns around Montana and Dillon and Great Falls and all these different towns. And, you know, we have a successful recycling program. Carol has a successful recycling program. Um, UM has a good revolving loan fund. They have a really awesome transportation system set up. And we thought that it was important to unite us all and to have a huge file sharing capabilities. So last fall we had a conference and we invited the different environmental leaders from the different schools. And we said, hey, let's form this group. Let's start working together. Let's share information. If we go through this huge process of, you know, researching, recycling, and doing these proposals, like, I'll share it with you. And then it can cut down on your legwork and you can just get to work. And now the different schools can share all of our information. And it's really cool. We just went to Miami for a conference together. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's allowing us to share information and, and have the different schools be progressive. And if you're not ready to do the research, then we can help you. That is so cool. I mean, that that is taking teamwork to a whole new level. I mean, taking it even outside your campus. And once again, I mean, Beth, you know, you may or may not fully have your arms around what a big deal it is to be in on the beginning of these things. But one of these days you're going to be an alumna and you're going to come back to the MSU campus to show your kids where mommy went to school. And I have a feeling you're going to be really, really proud of the legacy that you see. And and you'll be able to say forevermore, you were there when all of this got started. So I am really excited about what you're doing. I'm excited because I'm going to be an MSU mom. I'm going to get to watch through my daughter's eyes as you guys progress on campus. And I just feel thrilled to uh, to watch the progress that you're going to make. Thanks so much for joining us on Go Green Radio, Beth. It was a pleasure to have you on. Well, folks, we will be back next week with more Go Green Radio. Our guest will be Christopher Gavigan, the Executive Director of Healthy Child, Healthy World, a great organization that I'm a big fan of. So you want to join us. Tune in next week, same time, same place, for more Go Green Radio. Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week.